0: And welcome to the September 10th edition of the Liberation Station radio show. I'm your host, Chris Steiner. This new showtime, Saturday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. The website is theliberationstation.com. At TheLiberationStation.com, you can look up the bio and all the credentials that are very impressive of our guest tonight. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Carmen Reynolds is coming up in just a few moments, talking about the lawsuits, plural lawsuits, to cease mandatory vaccination or quarantine in the state of Florida. And all the issues that come along with the uh, vaccinations uh, that are being issued more recently against the seasonal and the flu and the H1N1 flu. But uh, first, I wanted to start out with a little bit of uh, inform, a little bit of a uh, hearing of the county, co- a little clip of the county commission hearing. Uh, I guess we weren't able to get that queued up. We'll get into that into the second hour. In the second hour, we'll cover the County Commission meeting where we, we uh, confronted the issue of uh, the rate increase, uh, the second set of books that uh, Frank Hobson has spoken with us before about, and we've approached, addressed the County Commission regarding this slush fund, the second set of books, and we also brought up the fact that the water supply is being centralized and monopolized and adulterated by the toxins, the industrial slag, that a simple call to the public waterworks can verify. I uh, gave them information on fluoride that they can verify from websites like fluoridealert.org. At fluoridealert.org, there are many credentialed and accredited authorities who will uh, explain how fluoride is. I told the county commission was is a toxin, a, um, a mutagen, a carcinogen, causes mutations and cancer, and, uh, in, fluoridosis or fluorosis toxic causes thyroid dysfunction and metabolic disorders as a result and uh, and uh, of course uh, Frank Hobson brought up the very important details on the on the comprehensive annual financial report slush fund the second set of books that they use to hide all the real liquid assets as an excuse to their crying poor their racketeering as an excuse to raise rates fees and taxes. So uh, this is an issue that we will continue to track, and we're blogging about it on the website at theliberationstation.com. There is the CAFR blog, the CAFR blog, so you can see the video for yourself and link right to that at the very bottom of the CAFR blog is the is the link to the county commission meeting. Uh, I myself am going there now, and what you have to do is go to the CAFR blog, then click on the item that says two comments or however many many number of comments there are at the time you click at, on it and uh, you click on the comments and you'll see the uh, third po- at the bottom of the third post which is a post on October 8th by Frank Hobson there is the link that you can go to and uh, see the meeting the county commission meeting a little bit after uh, the first hour the time index would be our number one where they allowed us to address the county commission For three minutes each, and uh, unless, of course, there was questioning, in which, in which, uh, in Frank's case, there was, but um, you, you see, those who are from Tampa Bay Water who got quite a uh, unlimited amount of time, or no specified limit, and they got to talk about how we they needed this water rate increase, despite the fact that, uh, as Frank has explained, there are there is millions of dollars that's uh, available to the to the uh, commissioners and and uh, there's also a a plentiful and pure water supply much more uh, much more drinkable much more potable than the stuff coming out of the tap and uh, that's from the Florida aquifer that you can get clean clear water that uh, when you drill doesn't if you drill deeply enough does not uh, cause sinkholes but they don't want you to know that it's swift mud according to the the fraudulent reports issued by them. We need to get more into that in the future and in, in, uh, detail. Uh, well, so in the in the uh, next hour, possibly, hopefully, uh, we'll get to a little call. Uh, I'll play a little call that I made to Schnitt. If you know the talk show host Schnitt, he's headquartered here in the Tampa Bay area, and he has 23 affiliates. The only reason I would bring up the issue, the call, is that uh, he's misleading his listeners as a pro-war propagandist when I had called him two Mondays ago and uh, brought up the fact that uh, Iran has not violated the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty by announcing that they are working on this this, uh, energy nuclear facility that they uh, said um, will be opening in 18 months. Well, the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, to which Iran is a signatory, only requires a six month's lead time. And uh, so I mentioned to Schnitt that Iran is given at least a three month's lead time uh, more than required by the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. And then I continue to let him know that why doesn't, uh, ask him the question, why doesn't The United States take advantage of Article 4 of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, which allows us as a signatory, as a party state, to go in and not only inspect, but uh, requires us to assist Iran with their their nuclear plants. And we have not taken advantage of that, I told Schnitt. I asked him why. What would the excuse be? War. And he would not answer that. He'd only say repeatedly that... Iran is not a signatory to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, which made me, in retrospect, want to go back and ask him, well, why didn't you tell me that at the beginning of the call when I brought up the point that, uh, is, uh, that Iran has, g- has given at least three times the amount of lead time? And in uh, speaking of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, I wish I had the time to add, uh, before he cut me off, that uh, Israel is being asked to sign it, and uh, they refuse. Of course, we know about the the Dimona Reactor, and uh, Mordecai Vanunu, who's already exposed all of the plans and the photographs, and, and uh, I mean, just all, all, the, all the conclusive proof that Israel does have a nuclear weapons plan, and yet it is secretly denied. Well, why would they secretly deny it? There are many reasons. Of course, they can, they can cry foul about other countries misbehaving. If they deny the fact that they have nuclear we- uh, weapons, of course, there are hundreds. Well, there's another little catch to giving foreign aid to countries who do not declare their status as a nuclear power and work within a, an international structure. They cannot receive foreign aid according to the Symington Amendment, Symington being spelled S-Y-M-I-N-G-T-O-N, Symington, spelled S-Y, uh, otherwise it's spelled just S, you would spell Symington. The, 19, the S- Symington Amendment to the 1976 Defense Appropriations Bill, uh, and that, re- that uh, prohibits any foreign aid from going to a country that hasn't declared their nuclear power within uh, the structure of, a, of a, uh, the uh, international uh, regulation such as the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. So uh, we'll be talking about uh, that in the second hour and uh, and other uh, other news. But um, I f- I first want to continue an article that I began on the last show, and uh, that show is a is an article by Doctor Len Horowitz, and I'm just going to begin at uh, the. Uh, at the beginning of the article, as I'm pulling it up here on my, on my lightning fast web connection here, this is the article entitled, Glenn Horowitz Files Pandemic Charges with FBI in New York City. Uh, this is on the Federal Jack. It's linked up on my website. Again, uh, dated September 16th, 2009. And uh, it's originally from the federaljack.com, or pardon me, www.federaljack.com. Len Horowitz, pandemic charges filed with FBI in New York City. And this goes along with the, uh, the guest who we have tonight, friends. The substance of, this, of the message below on a false flag H1N1 flu pandemic has been widely discussed on the net for months, but the message indicates the first serious U.S. legal action I have seen on it. I have, with the help of many, been tracking this the issue as it affects states and localities, anticipating the need to file injunction lawsuits versus any government taking steps to compel vaccination. It is presumed by Dr. Horowitz and others that government will attempt to compel vaccination against H1N1, which is not possible under current law, especially U.S. Constitution and state Constitution law for many First Amendment and related privacy and civil rights reasons. I offer the message as a warning as to how serious the talks, research, and some of the proposed H1N1 policy state laws under consideration opposing civil rights, especially in Maine, Massachusetts, and Oklahoma, have become. Having read of lawsuits filed against H1N1 in Europe for reasons indicated in the below article, I am convinced that there is considerable reason not to take any so-called H1N1 vaccine and to prepare for similar suits in the U.S., which I am prepared to do. To lawyers receiving this message, I welcome your comments on how to prepare clients and friends to defend against unconstitutional H1N1 legislation and acts, and any common effort we might begin in the U.S., Right to Harold Burbank, 2008, Connecticut Green Party Candidate, U.S. House. Release number H1N1-15, date mailed September fifteenth, two 2009, for immediate release. You can contact Bob Potter at 959-715-1520 or 310-877-5002. Those numbers, again, are... Bob for Bob Potter at 959 715 1520 or 310 877 5002. Dateline, Los Angeles, California. Drug industry investigators have uncovered documents exposing an international drug ring operating from New York City it is behind the H1N1 swine flu fright and vaccination preparations. Dr. Leonard G. Horowitz and Sherry Kane, an investigative journalist, have released evidence and legal affidavits that leaders of a private global biotechnology, quote-unquote, trust, are behind the pandemic flu, including its origin and alleged prevention via vaccinations. Their documents, being sent by attorneys to the FBI this week, evidence industrialists are operating a crime ring within the, quote, partnership for New York City, end quote, or PNYC, and are behind the pandemic's creation, media persuasions, vaccination preparations, and health official promotions. Quote, David Rockefeller's trust that engages several powerful partners on Wall Street, including media moguls Rupert Murdoch, Morton Zuckerman, Thomas Glosser and former chairman of the board of directors of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, Jerry Speyer, are implicated in advancing global genocide, end quote. Dr. Horowitz wrote to FBI directors. Quote, this partnership controls biotechnology research and development globally health commerce internationally is also controlled virtually entirely by this trust that also exercises near complete control over mainstream media to promote propagandize its products and services for the drug cartel's organized crime this trust in essence makes or breaks medical or natural healing markets primarily through the mass media companies and propaganda it wields for social engineering and market building quote dr horowitz wrote Among the revelations from the Horowitz-Kane research are those linking Larry Silverstein of the Silverstein Properties Incorporated and the 9-11 terrorist attacks to the drug cartel's geopolitical, economic, and population reduction activities. Mr. Silverstein, lesser of the World Trade Center, and who authorized to have Building 7 quote-unquote pulled, Reed detonated, is a chief suspect in the 9-11 truth investigation. Silverstein is currently landlord and co-partner in the Biotechnology Trust fun- founded by David Rockefeller and implicated by these new discoveries. Given the unprecedented nature and urgency of these findings, Dr. Horowitz has posted his affid- affidavit for public review on fluscam.com. That's fluscam.com hoping widespread dissemination will promote governments, pardon me, hoping widespread dissemination will prompt governments worldwide to seize mass vaccination preparations to avoid becoming accessories. Quote, the last time I contacted the FBI, I warned them about the impending anthrax attacks one week before the first mailings were announced in the press. And quote. Dr. Horowitz recalled, quote, it took them six months to respond. When they did, they made me a suspect in the mailings. This time... I am warning the Justice Department a month before the deadliest genocide in history. I'm praying they'll take kindly to my appeal for a PNYC investigation and court-ordered injunction to stop the vaccinations for public protection. And that is the end of that letter. Again, uh, Attorney Harold H. Burbank II can be reached at 84 North Mountain Road, Canton, Connecticut 06019. Phone is 860 693 2687. Email address Harold Burbank at Comcast.net. That's Harold Burbank at Comcast.net. And let's see one moment here. Uh, do uh, I have to check what we have queued up right here at this moment? Do we have uh, the guest uh, on the line, or uh, or we have uh, any of those uh, clips queued up right at the moment? It looks like our producer is busy, so uh, we'll get into some of the other tidbits. Let's see what I'm planning on covering this evening. And, uh, again, I need to give out the—I uh, haven't given out the uh, call-in lines yet. If you'd like to reach us here in Pinellas County, you can call 727— 4413000 that's 7274413000 toll free 866 826 1340 that's 866 826 1340 and and the uh that would be uh pardon me that'd be 866 10 1340 and uh, it's a free call on the Altel uh on the altel line at star 1340 it um, looks like I uh I need to <clears throat> uh make sure that uh, we have a guest here. So uh Lee w- would you happen to have that uh that clip queued up for the uh commission meeting?
1: I do. It's at um one thirteen. You want me to just start it? And
0: sure does that see how it goes? Oh sure. D- does that uh, does that have the um does it have Frank starting right there?
1: Uh don't know. Couldn't find uh you wanna just go for it? I mean I've got it at one thirteen. I-, I tried to find what you were looking for and can find somebody in an orange shirt which is ah well how about
0: how about uh, is there any uh could you go to uh, a little bit of music uh, do you have any any bit of uh, my sure. bumper music ready just for a few seconds and we'll come right back with that clip
1: okay or
0: we'll see uh we'll see we'll get our guest on the line
1: okay and the guest yeah, all right yeah we'll we'll do either one after we'll just take, a few we'll play some there. music and be right back right
0: we'll be right back
1: figure out what we're gonna do
2: All around that dull grey world From Moscow to Berlin People storm the barricades Walls hold toning in The counter-revolution smiling through their tears Who can give them back their lives And all those wasted years All those wasted years All those precious wasted years years, Who will pay We do
0: And welcome back to Liberation Station. We have our guest on the air, retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Carmen Reynolds. Her website is florida swine flu vaccine blogspot.com and you can read there a retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel has filed a lawsuit seeking a temporary injunction from mandatory vaccination in the state of Florida, declaring that the use of quote, any means necessary, end quote, to subject citizens to mandatory vaccination is unconstitutional, according to the Florida Constitution. Named in the lawsuit are Governor Christ, Attorney General McCollum, and State Surgeon General Anna Viamonte Ross. And uh, and uh, we uh, you can see on uh, liber- the her her complete bio. She's a radio talk show host, a community activist, freelance writer, a former editor and copy editor, and has quite a, uh, a history in the, in the Air Force and in the Marines, and uh, I'm just so proud to have her uh, on still serving this country and protecting, uh, protecting us all. Welcome to the air, retired Air Force, Lieutenant Colonel Carmen Reynolds.
3: That is a mouthful, isn't it, Chris? Thank you so much for having me tonight. Uh, when we're in the military, we take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and we certainly have our hands full now. It uh, it doesn't end just because we fulfill our military commitment. It's it's there till we die, really.
0: And that sense of obligation is, is so strong with you. It's so amazing to hear uh, what you're going through. And, and uh, when I first heard you last week on on the Henry Rain Show, it's a local show here in, in Pinellas County um, on 820, uh, on 820 a.m. heard from one to three. Uh, I was just uh, you can if you just uh, Google his name, you can uh, check out the interview for yourself. But uh, just to to hear hear yourself uh, going against the system, uh, I'd like to. Can you explain your the status of of your lawsuit and and your cause of action?
3: Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, i i filed because uh... i filed because someone has to take a stand the old uh, adage uh, if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything someone's got to draw a line in the sand mm-hmm. and i filed the suit in august uh about the middle of August, could not find, uh, it it takes probably a constitutional attorney or somebody that's really resourceful, could not find anyone in the northwest part of Florida that really wanted to touch this, talk to constitutional attorneys in Tallahassee up in the (laughs) Capitol. It's not surprising that they wouldn't want to put their name on the dotted line for this suit to help the plaintiff, uh, because it might jeopardize their future cushy jobs with the state if uh, if something uh, political. Comes along if you get my trip.
0: <laughs> you don't want to rock any boats or disrupt any hurt any judges' feelings, and I understand.
3: Right, right, right. So um, I went. I went ahead and, and filed this by myself, and, and I'll go into some of the details of the case in a minute. But um, I'll just give you some timelines. They immediately uh, filed and a, uh, a motion to dismiss the case based on, uh, they said, a lack of standing, that I, uh, we're not being faced with mandatory vaccines at this time, no mandate has come down, that it should have been filed in Tallahassee, they say, for venue purposes, to make it very convenient for a citizen to be able to redress his or her grievances. And I'm being facetious here. And uh, then, number three, uh, they said that uh, I had not stated what the issue was, uh, nor had I uh, stated what what the remedy would be, and gave me 20 days to do something with their motion to dismiss. I then uh, filed an objection to their motion to dismiss and asked if they would consider a joint motion to, for, to give me some extra time for continuation to seek counsel. They refused, and we met uh, in court October the 1st. The state didn't feel it was important enough to even send their attorney. Uh, so he talked on the telephone uh, to the judge and was quite... Uh, I would say cantankerous. The judge really didn't appreciate his attitude. And um, I asked for an additional 30 days over and above the initial 30. So the judge, uh, he, he said to the state's attorney, he said, now, now, let's go over this one more time. Are you telling me that the state does not want to allow a citizen enough, additional time to seek an attorney to be able to come back before this court? and present their case, and he said, well, judge, you got it. That's exactly what I'm saying. We need to dismiss this today because we either dismiss it today or we dismiss it down the road, and the judge uh, the judge was very gracious, and uh, he gave me 60 additional days to try to seek an attorney to help with this case, and really, I feel uh, all citizens' uh, livelihoods are on the line here. We could be in a situation feasibly uh, like the New York health care workers where they are uh, they, they're either forced to get a vaccine or, or they will be fired. And uh, we're, we're not at that juncture yet, but we very well could be. I mean, all of this stuff is happening at the stroke of a pen. On May 1st, Florida was declared to be in a, public, in a state of public emergency. So the, the piece of literature that I have, the actual document, says that Governor Crist, in concert with other public health officials, and Surgeon General Viamonte uh, Ross did declare that emergency for sixty days. so did you did you even know we were in a state of public health emergency then?
0: Oh no i I, I don't know whether it would even make any difference sometimes, but uh, no, i I didn't know that uh, in addition to the you're saying the World Health Organization uh, emergency wasn't enough for
2: them.
3: Right. Well, what they did then, it's kind of you know a waterfall type effect. They uh, they they took the the who we'll call the World Health Organization now the who the 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 who took the lead, and then uh, everyone else falls in line. It's it's like the domino deal here. Ceremonial
2: then. Yeah,
3: yeah. So you know, then they put everybody else on notice. So basically, while we were in that state of public health emergency, this statute was enforceable. Meaning, if they had said that all medical workers would be that va- uh, would be vaccinated, then this statute that I'm talking about, and and for those listeners that are very resourceful, I, I mean, Chris, he, here's the deal: we've got people out there and and they're working 8 to 8 to 6 working uh 9 to 5 working seven seven uh day weeks working five day weeks working two jobs working three jobs trying to support their families trying to raise their children uh they are busy doing that and hoping and trusting that their government whether it be state or federal are is doing things in their in their best interest but but what we, what we find when we have the time to really look into things and that that is not the case that you have to be looking over your shoulder you did not know we we're in a state of public health emergency um nor did you probably know that this statute uh, was on the books, and that there are many other uh, very, very damaging to 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 art, liberty, uh, liberties statutes on the books, and the number on this one is three eight one, dot zero zero three one five, parentheses one parentheses B as in Bravo, paragraph four. Now that's it's it's a bit lengthy, but you can go on to Florida Sunshine and call it up. There's a Basically statute? What it says is that uh, uh, during a public health emergency, the state has the right to test, treat, examine, quarantine, or vaccinate you with the enforcement of the law via law enforcement officials who can come to your door, force you to either go to a quarantine facility or be vaccinated. If you do not comply and you resist, we now have 381.0012, which gives them their authority. To enforce 381.0025. The law makes it a second degree misdemeanor if you do not cooperate. Punishable by arrest, jail, fine, and imprisonment. And there's a 60 day imprisonment there, they say it's mandatory. And I'm trying to get some clarification on this. Yeah. It, isn't it laughable, Chris?
0: Yeah, where is that? Uh, where is that? Mm, detention going to be and uh, uh, there's the the uh, template that i don't i don't know if you got that um that i emailed you that is a judicial order for uh, quarantine or detention if you don't accept uh, the, the vaccinations because the h1n1 the novel for the novel swine flu they say uh, of course novel is is an understatement of yeah, it's, the,
3: it's novel, all right. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's about as novel as that Nobel Peace Prize. It, <laughs> exactly. that, it, it's so not novel it was contrived. I yeah, they, I, I really they, believe it was created to make a lot of profits.
0: Exactly, it's amazing. It's they they give the Peace Prize to the Nobel Committee, saying uh, to Obama, saying that they're giving it to him because they hope he will change. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, like, oh, no, well, can't this, have this.
3: This whole uh, swine flu virus thing ne- needs to be changed immediately. Yeah. Uh, w- interesting that you bring up the uh, quarantine issue, because what we didn't talk about was another insidious statute that I found, 381.0015, which the legislature has, the Florida State Legislature, has given the health department judiciary powers, and in that statute it's mentioned prima facie evidence, meaning that they have, it's almost judge and jury, the health department can have its own trial, basically, uh, irrespective of the courts during these, this period of emergency, because the way President Bush wrote his executive orders as he was paving the way for all of this uh, exactly. very controlling government that that we see happening, uh, those executive orders dis with the Bill of Rights for a period up to six months, and actually uh, uh, what would be the word for Congress, uh, it, uh, uh, Congress does not meet. Uh, it, the, the word is mm-hmm. not expel, but uh, puts, puts in abeyance
2: uh, yeah, they're no in, in is
3: session. Or... for that time, and the Bill mm-hmm. of Rights uh, no longer exists. It so takes them out this of is session. very, very concerning. Basically, when when I spoke with you uh, uh, previously, I called the Health Department, and I knew that there were thirty eight states that had the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act in effect. Very draconian uh, act that w- these acts were in, implemented in states subsequent to nine one one. Basically, what happened after nine one one there was such an emphasis on protection of the population and uh, that the population was willing to forego their rights, uh, their rights to privacy uh, all types of rights, communication to to believe that they would be safe. So now you know, now we're having any, anything short of cavity searches in in the airport and and, and a lot of that, yes, is to protect us. Uh, uh, but I did wear a back brace negligently to the airport and uh, I almost missed my plane because they thought I had explosives strapped to my back because of the magnets, you know and it it oh. it just okay. it, crazy.
0: enrolling everybody with medical devices these days haven't you heard <laughs> like, no but th- these executive orders you mentioned that uh bush issued a, and in 2005 i know he issued executive uh, order 13295 that uh amended 13375 and and that uh, model states emergency health powers act uh, section 604 basically as you were saying Reinforces that it says that uh, the the government can just mandate a quarantine or a treatment, including vaccination, uh, whatever they th- whatever they consider of uh, treatment, and uh, and it's it's really it's amazing that they they say that they can uh, just determine that you have. A certain disease just by your your symptoms. I mean, they don't actually test, do they? They they don't check to see in a laboratory to see if you have the H one N one. They just uh, see flu like symptoms. Isn't that right?
3: That's correct. And 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 they don't have the ability right now to to test these volumes and volumes of people. But they do want to get to that point, and that is why we are seeing. Uh, that is why we are seeing this RFID uh, chipping technology coming to fruition uh, people uh, uh, involved in the stop real the real ID uh, are very concerned about this march toward uh, uh, facial biometric recognition uh, where you know basically uh, a driver's license will have a, uh, an RFID chip inside of it. It will have your life story. It may even be feasible uh, to uh, for that to be a monetary device, so that there will be no money that that, that changes hands. Uh, when when it was announced that. The government wants to start using RFID chip technology, and that's been uh, within the last month. The stock on uh, a company called Verichip, V E R I C H I P, just skyrocketed. Uh, And they envision using it for many, many things. Uh, The healthcare bill actually has a section in it that addresses implantable medical devices. Now, Right now, I'm trying to get some clarification on that, and it it, it looks like uh, they'll be able to do that with some equipment and uh, to keep track of things. Uh, but, but, But I look at it futuristically. We know that in Europe, and I believe it is Switzerland, they have developed an RFID technology for pills so that when you ingest a pill, it goes into your body, and the level in your body of uh, the saturation of that medication can be read via the RFID chip technology transmitted inside your body, and a monitoring agency can then see if you are taking your medication or if you need a reminder to take your medication. So extrapolate that, Chris. Uh, This is is 1984. This is Big Brother. This is health care bill, and you're on your mandatory health care insurance plan and you take a blood pressure pill and you're forced to take the pill that's got the RFID chip in it so that they can ensure you're taking your blood pressure medicine if you don't you're going to be in trouble or, or receive some some type of uh, sanction uh, the good part is if you're elderly uh, and, and you forget to take your medicine uh, you will get a reminder but again uh, w- I've got to ask myself, what kind, of, what kind of additives are in that? Is there metal in it? Uh, uh, we're getting an awful lot of metal in our bodies with these vaccines anyway. Uh, mercury, aluminum, uh, the uh, patent for Baxter for their va- vaccines that I have for uh, 2007, the two Viennese scientists. And yeah. doctors that uh, are, whose names are on this patent. And if you need anything that I have, please let me know. I, I'd I'd love to have a summation of those executive orders you talked about. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, on, on that to.
3: particular patent, formaldehyde is written all over it. Formaldehyde and formalin. Um, I found out from a doctor this week that there's also. Uh, uh, trying to think. I know that uh, aspartame, he, he mentioned aspartame, and I have a recent patent where uh, I believe, I'm not sure, I believe it might be in the metamune, it's the monosodium glutamate. I mean, that stuff gives me an instant headache if I get it in the, uh, in the Chinese oh. food, my fingers swell up, you get bloated. <laughs> I oh. mean, would anybody want that in their veins?
0: No, I I know what you mean. I've ta- I've eaten it sometimes by accident, and it puts me to sleep. I notice uh, when I wake up, though, that uh, it has it under one of the hidden names, and it really is kind of disappointing to find like, one of my favorites. Um, potato chips has MSG in it under a hidden name, like uh, autolized yeast extract or, or autolized whatever kind of extract. Uh, um, gosh, if, if someone just does a Google of MSG hidden names, they'll find there's so many... I know we're, I'm getting far afield here, but there are just so many uh, hidden uh, names for it, and it's such a deadly um, thing, especially in, in higher, higher amounts. But uh,
3: Well, no, we're not getting off track at all. We're talking about some of the things that are in these vaccines, and um, right. uh, one of the whistleblowers, he goes by the name of Dr. Uh, Dr. Randall, and uh, – he, he's not allowed to officially speak out because he will lose his pension, but he knows that when he was uh working in the vaccine industry there were many things that he would find in these in in the vaccines things like blood because the vaccines some of them are grown uh, in a uh, in a chicken uh, embryo uh, they take the chicken egg and they put the uh... grow the vaccine inside that and when they extract it they get some of the, the the blood in there so uh... and whether it's you know a rabbit uh... or a pig there's uh... animal blood there is uh... mucus he has found pus. he has found bone fragments and when he has brought this to people's attention and said, you know, we, we're not doing good quality control, this stuff is being transmitted in, in, the, uh, in, in the vaccine, he's been told that he keeps his mouth shut or he loses his job. and. Uh, uh, there have been a number of microbiologists that have lost their lives, and I've kind of been watching this over the last 12 years, and I think the numbers are up to about uh, about 55 now, and these are brilliant, brilliant microbiologists in their field. Uh, normally, uh, folks that deal with uh, protein synthesis, uh, DNA, RNA, gen- genetics, and... Uh, uh, actually the one and I, I, I don't have his name but uh, he, he knew he was supervising the anthrax at Fort Detrick. He supervised the anthrax operation. Oh. And you recall a number of years ago, after 9 one there was laboratory-grade anthrax that was being sent in envelopes to various agencies. One mm-hmm. was uh, down in southern Florida. What, was it not? It was the Globe, wasn't it? Oh, was it the, the Globe Nation- or? National
0: Enquirer photojournalist who had covered the Bush daughters, the drunken Bush daughters. So that was basically, it seemed to be a message not to mess with the family. <laughs> so, was it
3: was it the Globe, Chris? Do you remember? No, it was
0: a National Enquirer um, photojournalist. I don't recall Good his name, to, though, but uh, yeah. they sent it to Dashenle and, and Leahy and uh, who were also against the the Patriot Act, which uh, Obama is is for renewing key provisions of. That's a whole nother show, but uh, well, yeah, and, they, and, they sent and against,
3: what happened with that is Dr. Leonard Horowitz, who is a well known public health expert, and he knows all these people. A week before that anthrax started showing up, he actually said that, that the powers-to-be law enforcement agencies needed to watch um, that there could be an anthrax uh... terrorist act and it would be it would come from our own soil. it would be uh... it would be they would accuse terrorists of doing it but it was going to be done internally he was i think aware that uh... some material was missing and uh... there's no way uh... that anyone could have gotten that stuff it had to have come from inside uh, Fort Dietrich and that particular microbiologist he was brilliant uh, he ended up disappearing and uh, oh, one, he ended up disappearing. I believe they found I believe he was one of the ones where they found his body in a few separate suitcases floating in the water and um and, uh, well, that's, that's, that's a long, convoluted story for another time. But back to uh, why the model state emergency health powers were, were enacted. Yeah, the federal yeah. government said, aha, here's, here's a way to drag the states into this. Here's a way to have the states trade their citizens' rights for our control of the states. We will, we will offer money for education. We will barter. We, you know, we won't be Indian givers. We're going to barter money for education. That's what we're going to offer, and in return, we want them to sign up for this act uh, to give away their citizens' rights. So that's exactly what happened in 38 states. So I was, I was just pleased as punch to find out from the attorney for Florida's health department when I asked him a straight question on the phone: mm-hmm. Do we have a model state emergency health powers act? I said because I have not been able to find it. And I said, I know we have one. And he checked back, and he he got back with me. We talked on the phone. He said, absolutely not. We do not have it. And I said, you're positive. And he said, I'm positive. I said, because that act could kill me. I was nearly killed as a child a few months old with my first smallpox vaccine it got infected for some unknown reason my arm was so infected the skin started peeling back from the bone turned green gangrenous pussy I you know had a horrible horrible fever they knew they were going to have to amputate my arm as a minimum and didn't know if I was going to make it so Hundreds of thousands of units of penicillin later, which I'm sure was just wonderful for my immune system uh they succeeded in in uh resolving the infection and they saved my arm um uh, it it's still not a pretty arm it's uh you know, deformed. It's got a depression in it. It's got a huge Frankenstein scar across three quarters of it. It uh, Back when I was growing up, uh, they they didn't call it bullying. All I know is that they didn't want to play kickball with me because I looked like a monster. <laughs> but uh, uh, I just learned to wear, you know, clothes with sleeves on it and cover it up and... and uh, You know, that type thing. And then in the military for 22 years, being a guinea pig with with the vaccines, you know, uh, they'd stand us up, and we'd get five in a row. We'd get yellow fever. We'd get cholera. We'd get, uh, you know, we'd get hepatitis we'd get our annual flu shot, and then, then they'd throw one in for good graces, and you'd be so sick, and you could barely move your arm for four days, and you'd be running a fever, and you'd be on your way to uh, deployed somewhere else <laughs> on the very day you got the shot. So you, you leave sick, you travel sick, you get to your destination sick, and you never think that anything's going to bother you because your government wouldn't, uh, wouldn't take any risks with your life. You're you know you're, uh, you're
2: a good human uh, asset to them a
3: very big asset you know you're you're an expensive resource to them right
0: exactly they invested so much time and training in, in the in the individual you'd think that they they would want to keep them alive and happy but uh speaking of these and the anthrax attacks and and how the government stages its own terrorism in order to get rid of our <clears throat> to ask for our rights from us and have us so willingly give them up uh you're talking about the anthrax vaccinations and the anthrax attacks before that The the anthrax attacks, uh, the Judicial Watch, and I'm looking at, I'm reading their June 2nd, or pardon me, June 7th, 2002, uh, press release here asking the White House to respond about why they were on the powerful antibiotic Cipro that is uh, is supposed to fight uh, anthrax or prevent one from contracting it, and, and why the White House was on. This powerful antibiotic with so many side effects. Why would they be on such a powerful antibiotic, unless they were trying to avoid contracting anthrax? And they were on it. The White House was on it for at least six weeks before 9/11. And uh, this is Judicial Watch at JudicialWatch.org. If anyone wants to look it up, of FBI and Bush administration suit over anthrax documents, and uh, and it's just astounding that they would then, you know, ask the soldiers uh, going uh, being deployed to take a vaccination to a disease that they create so much hype for well these vaccinations also had the uh, these uh, anthrax vaccinations as well as other adju- adjuvants had the adjuvant squalene didn't they
3: that's correct and that's oil and water and it it is an awful awful adjuvant it causes the body is allergic the body has squalene in it, but when it is injected straight into the bloodstream, it acts at the body is is allergic to it and from what I understand, it causes an encephalitis in the brain so the brain swells and all types of uh, uh, actually I heard uh, dr uh Doug Roky, speak about the the, uh, side effects of this Gulf War syndrome and, and some of the symptoms that these soldiers were told were all in their heads that they had these psychosomatic illnesses that turn out not to be psychosomatic at all. And they had, uh, you know, neuralgias, uh, muscle pain, uh, fibromyalgia, uh, bad headaches, mental confusion, uh, fatigue, extreme, extreme fatigue. Um, uh, Some of them ended up with uh, a type of Guillain Barre syndrome where it was a partial paralysis. And uh, just a horrible, horrible. Uh, side effect to the to the uh, adjuvant, and and we don't even know what all the side effects of these things that they're putting in there are. Basically, uh, and that that's that's the nature of of my case. Florida doesn't have the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act, but what they did was they 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 have essentially that that act itself. They stripped it. They dissected it. They pulled it apart. They have they have the bona fide act, in, and they've tucked it away. Whether they did it, you know, negligently, not purposefully, or, or or whether they did it, you know, surreptitiously and just stuck it in there in different parts, thinking that nobody would see that. It's it's there, and uh, and when whenever they want to declare another state of public health emergency, and that could be done with an hour's notice, and, and we could be coming up on it here shortly, and they mandate vaccines for any of the populace in the state, then those adjuvants in any of those vaccines, and right now let's, let's go through the list of who all's making them. GlaxoSmithKline is coming out of, I think that one, that's England, isn't it? Isn't it, uh, Chris, do you know? I'm not
0: quite sure on that.
3: Um, Um, I know CSL is... uh, CSL, I'm not sure where they're out of. Novartis is out of... I think Novartis is out of Switzerland. Then we've got MedImmune. That's an American company. Sanofi Pasteur is... uh, uh, French company, but then they've got Baxter, which is headquartered out of Chicago. Do we know anybody there?
0: <laughs> we know of, of a whole family out of there.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, so there, 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 there are people in, in that windy city that actually own uh, owned this this stock um, in Baxter, and uh, uh, I think it was called uh, uh, Sanofi Aventus Santa I'm, I'm not sure what the exact name of the, uh, the stock was, but it was real interesting. Uh, I was reading that when he was a senator in the state of Illinois, it was shortly thereafter when he started talking about the pandemic, uh, the bird flu pandemic. And he ended up buying 50,000 shares of that particular stock, asked for billions of dollars to be set aside for planning for a bird flu pandemic. And uh, I put together a 104-page research paper when I started researching this whole issue on vaccines.
2: Is
0: mm-hmm. that break well, time? Uh, yes, Carmen. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that when we get back. Uh, the, the book, the whole that thought uh, about the book that you wrote, and uh, we have on the on the line with us retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Carmen Reynolds. Her website is florida swine flu vaccine lawsuit dot blogspot dot com, and uh, you can reach us here in Pinellas County seven two seven four four one three thousand toll-free, 866-826-1340. The website is theliberationstation.com, and we'll be right back.
2: Cold. See, far below the dust of conflict settles on the hill where there was no escape before. As it spreads its wings and sounds up to another level, it brings the eyes of prophecies of war.
4: WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg. WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills and Wesley Chapel. And KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas.
5: CNN Radio, I'm April Williams.
1: I will end Don't Ask, Don't Tell. That's my commitment to you.
5: President Obama speaking at the Human Rights Campaign Dinner in D.C. tonight.
1: I think it's important to remember that there is not a single issue that my administration deals with on a daily basis that does not touch on the lives of the LGBT community.
5: A spokesman for the human rights campaign calls it a historic speech. It
1: was simply a historic night. And I think the everyone in that room, all 3,000 people at a sold out crowd of the LGBT community Self, the full embrace and commitment of the President of the United States.
5: Brad Luna with the Human Rights Campaign. Members of a Muslim community in New York rally today, arguing they are victims of profiling after the arrest of terror suspect Najibullah Zazi. CNN's Susan Candiotti reports they feel targeted by law enforcement. People who are saying they are tired of the round-the-clock surveillance that has been going on in many parts of this neighborhood saying that people are being unfairly targeted and that it has also adversely impacted the number of people who have been going to mosques in this Queens neighborhood of Flushing. This woman says her community should not be singled out just because Zazi is a terror suspect. It's that an entire community and people and religion should not be profiled or characterized as terrorists because of certain investigations. Zazi is accused of planning an attack in New York on the anniversary of September 11th. The Dodgers finished their sweep of the Cardinals with a five to one win tonight. This
0: ball club has worked hard. They, uh, they learned a lot last year. Uh, And they they really care for each other, which I think is necessary on a a team that uh, gets this far.
5: Dodgers coach Joe Torrey. L.A. moves on to the National League Championship Series. The most trusted name in news. This is CNN Radio.
4: This is Downtown Dave. How would you like to be able to promote yourself, your business or someone else's business for less than the cost of one 60 second commercial on many Tampa Bay radio stations? Here's the deal. You can have your own one hour radio program on the Talk network for less than the cost of one 60 second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Your program will be on two Tampa Bay radio stations and will cover 4 million people in Florida plus worldwide on the internet in both audio and video. And you'll have a web link for your business on the TAN Talk 1340 website. We provide the producer, the state of the art equipment, free production of commercials, and much more. Check it out today. Call Lola O'Brien, the Irish Hawaiian, at 727 510 7622. That's 510 7622. Call Lola O'Brien now, 727 510 7622. Call now and your one hour radio program can start tomorrow. Call 510 7622 for Lola O'Brien, the Irish Hawaiian, at the TAN Talk radio network
6: at the oaks of clearwater our assisted living lifestyle provides 24-hour assistance with the tasks of daily living you'll enjoy meals in your private dining room housekeeping linen and personal laundry service scheduled transportation personal security transmitter necklace 24-hour supervision assistance with bathing and dressing and supervision with medication you'll enjoy our in-house amenities including a full-service waterfront dining room outdoor garden patio, all utilities, including phone and cable, beauty and barbershop, on-site banking, and a library, an outstanding activities program, and so much more. As a resident of the Oaks of Clearwater, you will enjoy affordable luxury assisted living, complete with a million dollar view. Call Melanie today at 727-445-4069 and discover where caring, compassionate service makes the difference for your assisted living needs.
7: Have you ever wondered what's really taking place right now in today's mental health industry? We did. And when we took a closer look,
0: we discovered that psychiatry purports to be the sole arbiter on the subject of mental health and diseases of the mind. However, the facts demonstrate otherwise. Join us every Wednesday night right here on WTAM AM 1340 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Get the Mental Health Edge, where we give you a factual look at today's mental health industry. After all, you deserve to know the truth.
1: Healing Touch, Oriental Medicine in Clearwater, specializes in treating chronic pain, hormone problems, allergies, arthritis, stubborn weight problems, digestive problems, and difficult cases. If you'd like to see if Oriental Medicine and Acupuncture is right for you, call 727-669-6000. Mention Burn Fat Talk Radio and receive a free evaluation and wellness screening. That number again is 727-669-6000 or go to HealingTouchOM.com.
7: This is Wayne Walton with TheRedPillRadio.com. Our constitutional republic is under attack by globalist central bankers. During the Katrina tragedy, U.S. citizens were subjected to a gun roundup and a blockade of New Orleans. Unalienable rights given by God were suspended by the globalist George Bush. Oath Keepers is an association of currently serving military veterans and peace officers who will fulfill their oath to the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic. Go to OathKeepers.org to reaffirm your oath to the Constitution, not to tyrants. The Federal Reserve is the private banking cartel which is in charge of the U.S. monetary system. Listen to Thomas Jefferson as he gives a warning of what this institution will give to the United States of America. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks which grow up and around them will deprive the people of all of their property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. Listen weekdays 9 to 10 for more details.
1: Love automobiles? Then join the Maximum Motoring Show with Jim Grady and Stu White every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. following must Past guests include some of the biggest names in automotive journalism, like Brock Yates, automotive journalist and screenwriter of Cannonball Run. David E. Davis, former editor of Car and Driver Magazine and founder of Automobile Magazine. TV personality and premier exotic car restorer Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars. Don't forget, catch Jim and Stu on the Maximum Motoring Show every Wednesday morning at 9.
2: You can surrender without a prayer But never really pray Pray without surrender You can fight Fight without ever winning But never ever win Win without a fight
0: And welcome back to the Liberation Station radio show. I'm your host, Chris Steiner. The September 10th, pardon me, October 10th, 2009. You can reach us here in Pinellas County at 727-441-3000, toll free, 866-826-1340. The website is theliberationstation.com. That's theliberationstation.com. And we have joining us back on the line retired Air Force Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Carmen Reynolds. Are you back on the line, uh, Carmen? I
3: certainly am. I, I wouldn't leave you. I was having so much fun.
0: I appreciate your joining us. And I, I should have asked you to join if just a few more minutes if you have it. Uh,
3: oh, oh, certainly, certainly. I, I would love thank to. You.
0: And uh, I wanted to give out your website again. And uh, that's a uh, Florida Swine Flu Vaccine Lawsuit. Blogspot.com. Florida swine flu vaccine lawsuit dot we have you linked up on the show guests page on my website at the liberation station com and uh, if you could get into your um, your quest for a uh, an injunction and uh, how to proceed with an, an attorney. You're, so you're ser- searching for a constitutionally oriented attorney.
3: Right. To... I, I think that's probably what it will take. I mean, it was funny at the break. We heard a little, uh, a little uh, uh, cameo of what's going on. And Obama tonight is is at a big human rights campaign dinner where he told he told the folks that uh, his his quest to. Uh, Ensure that the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" policy is uh... is rescinded. That's a strong commitment, and that that he's always uh, had the LGBT as one of his primary focuses. I don't know if you heard the inflection in his voice, but he it sounds like he's on the campaign trail again and, uh, you know, making, <laughs> making commitments that he, can't, that he can't keep. But, you know, w- w- the message I got was if human rights is so important, why are they pushing this darn swine flu shot? Uh, uh, the, the real motivation here, Chris, uh, my assessment, again, uh, you know, we, we, provide the, we provide the news. Everyone can uh, form their opinion. My assessment is I did not write a book. I wrote a 104-page research paper that got me really thinking about all of this and putting things together. And and your audience doesn't know that at the midway during my career, actually three-quarters of the way through, I I went from perfectly healthy to struck down and uh, significantly uh, changed my life. Uh, Neck brace, arm braces, dragging my leg, could not barely use my right hand, could not cut my meat, difficulty writing. Even now, I basically use the computer a lot, cannot wrap my hand around a pen unless it's huge and thick. So I have an, an autoimmune uh, disorder, and which is possibly associated with the vaccines I was exposed to um, as a as military member. So and, your vaccine damage. Um, if nothing damaged. else comes from this lawsuit, number one, I hope it's an awareness of the people in Florida what their 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 own state government is capable of doing, and how very important our freedoms, our rights, and our liberties are, and and we must draw the line in the sand, number one, be aware of our surroundings, and number two, not capitulate to this type of behavior. And, and I, I'm wanting other people in other states to do the same thing and, and file a te- temporary injunction. Use, you know, use my case as an example if they want to, a, uh, uh, a uh, boilerplate, if you will uh... and and do that because it sends a message to the state now if they declare another state emergency and they decide that, uh, in fact, someone contacted me today. They, they they, have a very strong feeling that they are going to be told they are not going to be able to come on the base and work with their contract workers unless they receive uh, mandatory vaccinations. That's the feeling that they are getting. Another group uh, is saying that uh, they're health care workers in Florida and that they have been, uh, it's been strongly Suggested by their employee, employer that they get these.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just, hearing that. That uh, I heard Alex Jones mentioning that, and from various other articles, seems to jive that that the medical, the healthcare workers, emergency response or emergency workers, the, the firefighters are are being told either you uh, you you get the vaccination or you lose your job or. We would like you uh, to get this vaccination within a certain number, to 60, 90 days, or else you'll lose your job. Or we'd really like you to get this vaccination, and uh, we would re- we'd be really uh, helpful to to helping uh, cleanliness around you know your work area, I suppose. And and I, I wanted to ask you since you're since you are yourself vaccine damaged, and so many of these other personnel are. Uh, is it i've i've heard the talk show host Joyce Riley say that you can wear a bracelet a a, a medical bracelet saying that you've been vaccine damaged and uh, is that even an excuse i mean it, it maybe religious exemption is an excuse no, but is no
3: no not in the state of Florida that statute 381.00315 gives no option for religion conscience or medical considerations it is airtight. It is on its face totally unconstitutional. Retired federal judge Andrew Napolitano was interviewed on Fox News and they were discussing the draconian legislation that I would just outright, I, I will just say outright, totally, totally fascist ignoramuses in massachusetts initiated this on their citizens my gosh they started this just recently and and initiated this they uh... uh, uh, coupled it with a martial law uh, uh, provision also this is a new bill It's passed through their their house, their Senate, and it's sitting on their Massachusetts governor's desk. And it even authorizes them to come in and take over your home, decontaminate your home, uh, take tests in your home to determine, you know, what condition your home is in. It allows them to separate your children from you, take your children physically over the objections of the parents and mandatorily vaccinate your children. Have you ever heard of anything like this in your life?
0: Oh yes, but not in this country. <laughs> it's been in Nazi Germany. It sounds like a great idea to split up the family into separate uh, camp, concentration camps. And the excuse of course is medical, or is some health emergency.
3: There you go, and you wondered where they'd put everybody. Well, hey, we've got we've got one of our own right here in the state of Florida, former judge who was uh, uh, convicted of a felony, but oh, he's back in the house now, representing Florida. Let's call him Alcee Hastings, and he submitted bill. 6:45 to create another huge emergency center in the state of Florida to facilitate for emergencies like hurricanes, or how about mandatory quarantine areas?
0: Yeah, and, and those are those are going up around the country. Also, it's, it's Well, FEMA is working on this under the pretext of continuity of government. And uh, what do you what do you, do you know about these plans like uh, Rex eighty four and uh, the, the like uh, Colonel Olive going back to the eighties under the Reagan administration where Colonel uh, Oliver North was talking about the different uh, the the uh, extra constitutional plans for putting uh, people into camps or uh, or even the the um, purchase contracts with uh, KBR uh, Kellogg Brown and Root the, Root the subsidiary of Halliburton to. I think it was the $385 million purchase contract uh, that was in the Houston Chronicle, where uh, for under cases of uh, national emergency or civil unrest or uh, a natural disaster, and uh, they also gave uh, racial unrest as one of their excuses that they could put people in these camps. But uh, are you aware that uh, you know, they're using the, this pretext of influx of illegal aliens or medical emergency or natural disaster and to build these camps around the country?
3: right right when when we could be doing other other things with that money, now, the bill that l c hastings congressman hastings uh put in um, is suggesting money for six additional centers. I don't know how many of those would be built in Florida at least one. I'm sure it's you know kind of like uh, uh, uh one of those earmarks um and as and, as far as all of these other camps being uh, built everywhere else, uh, it, it, it it's just it's beyond comprehension why they're misusing the money like this. This is a government that refused to close the airline passage from. the united states into mexico after the outbreak in april of the swine flu the initial outbreak in mexico refused to cancel any of the flights going from mexico to the united states refused to entertain the request of a a very large uh, group of uh... stewards that uh, flight attendants that um are uh, operate on the airline they requested to be allowed to wear masks and gloves uh re- refused in uh, uh disregarded the suggestions of doctors and microbiologists years ago to implement a type of enclave system inside of these airliners where the air is recirculated, so that in between passenger loads, within two minutes, they can clear the air of any fungus any viruses, and uh, they could uh, recondition that air as it's recirculated because right now it's it's just a uh, nesting bed for tuberculosis, which is really uh, more prevalent than any flu at this time, and, and Dr. Ron Paul attests to that, anyone can find that on a YouTube if they want to. So, I mean, we've got more of a problem with tuberculosis than we do with swine flu, but the underlying issue is profit and in my in my research paper what i found were billions and billions and billions of dollars that have been spent there was nine billion dollars dedicated in a recent military appropriations package that was passed four months ago for pandemic preparation and when you deal with pandemics you've got then they got to talk about pandemic stockpiles of vaccines then they've got to talk about pandemic research and uh... It just goes on and on and on. Uh, We're probably talking $63 billion has been spent in pandemic planning. Also, I I found an Air Force document, an Air Force planning document, complete with uh, illustrations that said that they should plan for a pandemic in 2009. Mm -hmm. Then we have President Obama in... um, in, I believe it was April the 4th, and I can get you this. He's actually in uh, France talking and at that uh at, he's talking with the crowd he then says and you know we're such a global we're a global world now we interface together and it it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be too far fetched for the bird flu to arrive via an airplane and then we would have a bird flu pandemic
2: oh
0: it's and, just incons- it's just so conceivable that that's the way it, w- it would happen I mean, well,
3: that, absolutely. What but but, does he have a uh, does he have a crystal ball to be saying that no. on April fourth, and then by April the twelfth, we have this big announcement in Mexico that there's actually a pandemic and these uh, uh, labels that the World Health Organization. I, I looked I looked up how they make these designations for the levels, and uh, to get into a level six pandemic,
0: which is what we're in right now.
3: Is, R- which is I'll the highest because people go, Oh Carmen, you know you're you're overreacting you're being extreme we're those statutes in the state of Florida are for um you know when when we've got something like the plague or the Ebola virus, well, the plague virus, the microbiologist that was working on a vaccine for it at the University of chicago Medical center um It might have been, wait, I think it was the University of Illinois Medical Center. Three weeks ago, he was uh, rushed to the hospital because he wasn't feeling well. Well, he died from the plague. Did he die because he made a mistake and exposed himself to the plague that he was trying to devise a vaccine for? Was he off because he knew of something that he... Would have got released and and didn't no one wanted him to know about. Did somebody take the plague? Are they getting ready to release it? I mean, you just got to ask yourself. And now he's just another one on the list of dead microbiologists. Why? 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 And I, and it did come to me the name of the one I was telling you about that was the head honcho supervisor and and uh, word has it through. Uh, sources that he was about to blow the whistle on some other information he had. His last name was Wiley so if anybody wants to check him out, uh, Dr. Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y he uh, used to work at Fort Detrick, very very well-known microbiologist his body ended up in a forensics laboratory in Louisiana at the same place where uh, the body of the lady who facilitated the driver's licenses uh, for the 11 terrorists that were involved in the, the four planes during 911, one they were both there for detailed autopsies. Well, it just so happened that that building ended up... Loaded with bombs, bombs were set uh, on that building to be detonated to destroy any evidence to be recovered from the from from the autopsies on those bodies. However. Somebody found out about them and uh, they were able to get the bombs out of the building, but uh, you got to ask yourself (laughs) What were they hiding? (laughs)
0: Hmm. Well, we know there were bombs in the building. Definitely It was reported on the news at the Alfred P. Murrow building in 94 There were undetonated bombs. So uh, that would have been Fort Dietrich. That would have been quite a bit quite a huge inside job Uh, and, and this
3: was at the, uh, this was at a facility in Louisiana that was oh. a forensics laboratory where they do, uh, very detailed autopsies for high level cases. And, oh, uh, both of those bodies were getting ready to in- be incinerated, but, uh, uh, that, that uh, effort was thwarted.
0: Oh, I was going to say, okay, that sounds like a little less security than Fort Dietrich, so. Right. Yeah, the, right. we have all these cases uh in 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 case anyone wants to look into the microbiologists, the scores of microbiologists who've been oft under highly suspicious circumstances or uh, end up dead somewhere somehow uh or suicided. And uh it's it's kind of strange that it's happening at at this time in our history when we're being introduced to so many virulence or pathogens that uh, we're being warned about. And, and getting back to the airplane issue, flying in an airplane, I, I think that they ought to, in in such a enclosed, recirculated uh, circumstance, they ought to ionize the air, at least. And, and there are the, these personal air ionizers that one can, can buy. I've bought one myself uh, just for... Just for travel, it's nice to have a good, fresh ozone uh, wherever I go. But uh, I've re- read these testimonials that people who travel a lot they get a lot fewer um, infections, a-, a lot fewer colds when they when they uh, have these have, when they have these or they wear these uh, air ionizers. So I I wish that they would ionize uh, air, the airplanes. It really isn't a high tech thing. All it takes is an electrical arc or ultraviolet light to convert oxygen into ozone, and they don't need any oxygen tanks. They just use the ambient oxygen that will be turned into ozone, and and uh, at the same time neutralize uh, all the toxins and, and pathogens in the air. I mean I've gone to I don't see how they can offer such a, a such fresh air in certain bars where there's smoking going on and you can't tell that there's any smoking at all except for seeing it because there's so much ozone permeating the air, and, and they could do the same thing in planes, just for the sake of our, our health. And,
3: uh... No, but they they prefer to build these, these facilities, and, and for people that are, that are questioning this, you know, um, my objectives are, number one, I, I, I really need to, to, to identify an attorney to help me on this case because I don't feel it's just a personal thing with me. I, I think that this all citizens in Florida have an issue uh, at stake here, And uh, yes, I think the attorney should be pro bono. I I think that his children and his grandchildren stand to benefit from this. Uh, And and if people say, well, they trust the government, I just want to run down some real facts. This week, the government released a study that uh, it used to be in the 80s, only one in 10,000 children showed up with autism. Then in 1989, the uh, National Vaccine Program doubled the number of vaccines for children from birth to the first grade. It went from 10 to 24. Uh, after that period in 1989, the statistic for children started going, uh, going up. In other words, it went from 1 in 10,000 to 1991, it went to 1 in 2,500. Then, in the last last number of years, the statistic is 1 in every 150 children will have autism. And this week, the new study, which is mentioned in the October issue of the um, magazine Pediatrics, states that 1 in every 91 children will now have autism. And... um, Uh, The University of Pittsburgh Medical Center now says that 25,000 times more mercury than is considered safe Will be in the swine flu vaccine, and will uh, and, and you know this is potentially damaging to uh, to millions of children. There's a doctor out there, uh, Dr. Ver Stratton, He's an epidemiologist, and uh, another doctor, Johnston, first name Richard. He's an immunologist, and they are saying that the mercury in the vaccines, and another name for the mercury is thimerosal, it turns into ethyl mercury in the body, and it they are saying that this was the cause of the huge increase in cases of autism. Uh, There's a doctor out there, uh, Rashid Rashid Buttar, B-U-T-T-A-R, and he's doing this innovative new treatment with autistic children, removing mercury and metals from the body, and then their autistic symptoms are decreasing. And let's get into that. We've either got complete denial or there's some complicity going on here
0: yeah yeah and then there's there's let's get into these different uh modalities for healing and some of them aren't very expensive at all but then you have uh people who would try to think make us think otherwise like Michael Savage who he lost a lot of his um he lost some advertising as a result of his statement that these autistic kids are brats and and idiots and morons. That uh, it's just a racket designed to get public assistance, and I, uh, you know, he's just part of the cover. Where he, he sometimes he'll go after the New World Order, and then he'll he'll try to cover for them, uh, cover the, you know, cover up the facts of the case that there are things like you mentioned, thimerosal, that are definitely clinically proven to to, to be causing. Uh, causing the autism and and, uh, so many of these other adjuvants that are in there to to stimulate, supposedly stimulate the immune system. Um, We have a call on the line here. Uh, Let me give out the numbers and we'll take your call. Uh, The number in Pinellas is 727-441-3000. Toll free 866-826-1340. That's 866-10-1340 and uh, we're speaking with retired air force lieutenant colonel carmen reynolds on the line we have uh, mia calling is Mia on the line
8: i'm here chris
0: hi mia how are you
8: i'm doing great
0: good
3: hi carmen i bet mia is refused the vaccine
8: i certainly have and i will uh, i called you do you remember carmen when i i'm sorry
3: i'm old but i'm not dead yet my mind's still working i don't have any mercury in it now <laughs> <laughs>
8: Well, you know, there are things we can do to get rid of the mercury as like a sort of oxidizer or chelator. You can use probably EDTA chelation and you could also use the uh, Miracle Mineral Solution. Chris knows about that, don't you, Chris?
0: I might. What is that? What's
8: in that? Miracle Mineral Solution is the one that was invented by Jim Humble, the um, the inventor, and he's now using it for all pathogen-driven diseases and also to to get rid of heavy metals. Oh it's yes, yes, you did. It's uh-huh. so, basically it's chlorine dioxide. Mm-hmm. And
0: the, that's a good key later. And keylator. he's got this
8: little thing going on.
0: And uh, is that a good key later for the, the the heavy metals?
8: It is. Um, he doesn't like you to say chelation though, because he said it's a, by oxidation, which is a different process. So
3: do you just? So I've been type telling in... people
8: to use that, but you know, I'm really concerned about the squalene, and I don't know what can be done to get rid of the squalene once it's in there. Carmen, do you know anything?
3: No, but um, but. Chris uh, is going to eventually, I don't know how soon, have another guest that's, that's kind of an expert in that area because he's dealt with the Gulf War syndrome, which was brought on by the squalene in the anthrax vaccine, and he's been working on these issues with veterans for so many years now. My understanding, the amount of squalene that's going to be in this swine flu vaccine is going to be much greater than the amounts that were given to the military, troops uh, during the Gulf War in the anthrax vaccine. That's problematic, very problematic.
8: Very, very. As a matter of fact, Chris, you know, I I was thinking, I've been thinking about this so much. Uh, Carmen, I don't know if you're familiar with the whole 9-11 hoax and how really um, it's not what it seems to be. Oh, yes. yeah when you look at that story one of the things that really stands out is the uh unexplained anomaly of building seven coming crashing to the ground and to my mind if you take uh the 9-11 story and how learning about building seven can be like a key piece to getting people to realize that the official story is not true i think that if you can get people to look at the squalene in these vaccinations, it once you really look at it and you realize, hey, there's no reason for that product to be there. That's like putting, you know, a piece of garlic on your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It just doesn't fit. Uh, the squaling, with all the investigation that I've done, um, has a lot to do with um, crippling people. Absolutely. So in 13 out of 14 animal experiments, it causes crippling arthritis. And it's also got to do with sterilization. I just forwarded you an email, Chris, that I got from Sam Simpson. And Mm -hmm. Sam has found an article that um, indicates that uh, there are uh, sterilization procedures that are used in vaccination uh, for domestic animals that use... The same thing—the squalene adjuvant—and the reason is to cause animals not to become impregnated.
3: Well, and that's interesting that, that you say that, Mia. If you would please send me that same email, you do have my email address, correct?
8: I do, but I don't think I have it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: say it. Uh, you know, and maybe I'll get some good e- emails. That's great. It's journalist at bellsouth.net. Okay journalist at bellsouth.net, and it's interesting that you talk about this because Novartis, which is one of the, uh, the, the manufacturers of the vaccines, FDA came out with the packaging that will be inside of the actual vaccine itself. In that packaging, which the complete packaging has Been removed from the FDA site. Some of the key paragraphs are not Mm -hmm. there, so we took a screen capture on it, and um, and Chris does have that information now. But there are three very, very um, concerning areas on that FDA packaging. Uh, In the area of warning and adverse actions, actions uh, and cautions, it says that. Guillain-Barre syndrome is a possibility, which, you know, we know that was the main problem during the 1976 swine flu. More people came down with that and then died from the flu. Um,
0: So what are, in these actual vaccinations, actually, what are the the viri the so-called inactivated non-viable viri uh, are they aren't they actually putting the H1N1 or any other strains of the flu in the
9: vaccinations
3: yes they they put they put a a dead p- part of the virus in there it's a dead virus the only one that's make that will have a live virus in it is the medimmune company that's doing the nasal Uh, mist that's going to the school children, what they will be doing is they will be getting a part of a live virus in their nostrils. That means they will be shedding that live virus for 9 to 14 days. Anyone that's immunocompromised in their household, like if their dad is a cancer patient or their mother is like me with a suppressed immune system and immune system disorder, they will get the swine flu from that shedding virus when they go into the mall they go into the grocery store they are going to be shedding live virus anyone that comes into contact with those children is going to be exposed to a live virus. Now, back to Mia's question, um, in section 8.1 of this FDA packaging, it talks about exactly what you said. It has not been tried on pregnant women. It could cause sterility in pregnant women. Go to 13.1, and they've omitted these paragraphs off the site, so we had to take a screen capture of the the original label. 13.1 talks about carcinogenics, mutagenics, and sterilization, translation. They don't know if it causes cancer. They don't know if it can cause a mutation in the DNA genetically, and they do not know if it can sterilize, if it will sterilize the population. So there's your answer right there. And and you know, I, I said this. I blurted this on Henry Raines' show, and then he had a fit. But uh, you know, I immediately make the draw the correlation between those three words. I said it twice. You said it once about sterilization to our science advisor and uh, Mr. Holdren and his. Uh, 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 over the top ideas about forced abortions and forced sterilization and putting sterility agents in the water.
0: Oh come on! You you're, you have so much of a sense of self-preservation. I don't understand.
3: Oh, I'm into conspiracy <laughs> theory, aren't I? <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Well, you can mention his name as, as much as you like because we've talked about him in the past before. Here, where you were right talking about talking. Mia um, was bringing up the the sterilants and um, all. Well. Everybody knows about uh, how these different agents are sterilants. Well, that's what John Holdren, the the science czar, who was who was uh, confirmed unanimously by our slimy Senate. Uh, it, it was uh, appointed science and, and technology czar, and he's written in his 1977 book Ecoscience, or in his that he's co-written with uh, Jane and Paul Ehrlich, and uh, of course he reiterated in 96 the fact that. He thinks it'd be it'd be a great idea to put contraceptives, implant contraceptives in people that would be removed only by permission of the government, and I call that breeding by permission of the fatherland. Rather Hitlerian and uh, putting sterilants in the in the uh, food and water and air and all these other issues that he writes about the the problems the ethical questions of well we can't give out uh, we can't dispense or administer things that are that are, would kill or be harmful well obviously they don't have such concerns but uh, the idea of of uh, controlling the population is out there and and so widely accepted that even our own like I say slimy Senate. Uh, confirmed him unanimously. So, uh, it, it, yeah, he's he's one of the eugenicists in this administration, and there are many more. But uh, you know, you could go to uh, uh, Doctor Ezekiel Emanuel, who's who's basically uh, masterminding, orchestrating the White House insurance uh, reform, healthcare reform policy. But uh, that's a, that's a whole another show. That, but it's extremely important to understand that these are people who are writing our death warrant every day by their actions. And uh, they're implementing these these policies that are that are top down policies quite clearly, and uh, and if you could also talk about Carmen the idea that maybe some doctors uh, have. Have theorized, contemplating that the H1N1 might be a binary or a trinary weapon. That uh, this is the first shot in a one-two punch. Uh, the second or a third, or however many it might take, would be the kill shot. Eventually, down the road. <laughs>
3: right, right. And before we go on to that, I, I, I think it's too important to let slide that it could be a whole, a whole show. De- uh, Dedicated to that, and, and that is the, the death wish uh, for the population. And there's an individual who has the background on all of this. He's a historian, and uh, and I, I can shoot you some information on it. But but I, uh, for your listening audience, Anton Chatkin, C H A I T K I N, knows the truth about what is being uh, what is being. Uh, announced to AARP and our HMOs, the person in charge of the eugenics program in Britain, his name is Stevens, has been working in the United States for 18 months now, Chris. Um, this, this, is, this is dark. This is sinister and this is a this is a story you need to break to your listeners i mean this is something that they need to know and and i will just tell you i have in front of me um, uh, ezekiel dr ezekiel man Emanuel, one of his cons- uh uh colleagues margaret papst batten b a t t i n she has no medical degree but she works with the hastings institute which is a cover uh a cover organization for for eugenics, and she and he wrote a paper together. Uh, what are the potential cost savings from legalizing physician-assisted suicide? But it gets worse. She's got a lot of writings here, and they they are definitely into making sure that 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 we do not continue. And uh, this last one that she has written is so is so uh, so dubious. Um, age rationing and the just distribution of health care is there a duty to die and uh... if you do anything for your listeners they they've got to hear the story that this guy's been brought to the united states to halt medical care to to refuse medical care and there's also an old clinton guy right now He's being quoted on Prison, prison Planet, uh, www.infowars. They've got him up there on a YouTube, and he basically says that, uh,
0: oh, Robert that Reich? we
3: should die. We should die. We shouldn't mm-hmm. live long.
0: Is that what you? The uh, clip you sent me of uh, Robert Reich saying that we ought to have grandparents or will people die on a certain day, have a certain holiday for eugenics, I suppose. Is, That's that exactly
3: the it. That's exactly it. No new, innovative, uh, life-saving procedures, medical devices, anything. We just, we, we take it for granted that we may live as long as our parents did, but no longer, that everyone has an obligation to die and not extend life whatsoever. And this the, this is the mindset of what is going on. It, it's really got to stop. Uh, about, about what you'd ask me to, to address, uh, there's much speculation from credible sources that this is a man-made virus, that it was made in a lab uh, because it's got so many components. It's got a, an Asian flu in it. It's got an American normal flu in it. It's got um, an Asian pig flu. It's got a, a an, an American pig flu. It's got a little bit of a bird flu in it. Then it's got the normal, every year flu in it. And you got to ask yourself, how can the the pig get over there, and then the pig gets over here, and then the bird flies and whatever? They combined it all. It's 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 all profit driven. Uh, I mean, an bees. example. L- look at the precedent. Baxter. Uh, Bayer company, Bayer company manufactured a blood product for hemophiliacs for because they have to get a lot of transfusions and stuff and that product happened to be tainted with the AIDS virus and whole families were dying. Whole families were dying of AIDS. When they finally looked into it, they figured out that Bayer, B A Y E R, had a tainted product that was killing the people it was designed to help, and the they they, eight. they could mm-hmm. no longer sell this product in the United States. What do you think they did with it, Chris?
0: Oh, they pushed it overseas.
3: Yeah. They took it to Asia, and they took the Chinese hemophiliacs and started killing the hemophiliacs that were taking the blood product in the hem- hemophiliacs families, just like the polio vaccine in the 60s was grown on the kidneys of an african green monkey when the when the polio vaccine was transferred off of the monkey kidney this is how i learned about this during my research it's hidden from the american public when they took the vaccine off the the kidney, they did not know there was a monkey virus in there, but what they found is when the children started showing up with these pediatric cancers, and they, they, they'd never seen a kid with brain cancer, bone cancer, what the key was when the child showed up with a fast-moving lethal lung cancer called mesothelioma, normally found in an adult associated with asbestos exposure. Mm. They started tracking it back what did they find one of the many viruses that these monkeys carry SV40 simian virus 40 it's a cytomegalovirus and it produces cancer in the human body it covers the tumor the tumor fighting receptors in the body there are two of them and it also makes the body unable to respond positively to chemotherapy or radiation. So, if they knew about it, they took it out. Why did it stay in the vaccine for 40 years after they knew about it in the 60s? Why did it stay there? Because of profits. Now, one in every four Americans will come down with cancer. And what they also found was that once they got it in the vaccine, if they did not get the cancer, if an adult didn't get the cancer, say your dad didn't get cancer, Chris, but he had it in his seminal fluid, it was in his body, he could have given it to your mother and he could also transmit it to you.
0: Hmm, Now, when
3: I found this out, that's when I stopped believing in my government.
0: Hmm. so we're, we're talking about a hormonally induced cancers that uh, once you reach a certain age that is, are, are, are these S, SV40 will induce certain cancers because of a uh, drop in hormonal levels and and um I found an interesting supplement uh, just for the audience I don't know if you've heard of it uh called DIM diindolylmethane I believe is how it's pronounced uh D- I've I- heard about it Uh-huh and it's, uh, it's anti-cancer even for um, uh, difficult-to-treat cancers, like pancreatic cancers, but mainly for these um, hormonally-induced uh, cancers. So maybe that might be something that would, would also be helpful for those who've, who've gotten the SV40. And uh, uh, I have, we have just a f- couple more minutes left here. I, I wanted to bring up another point, uh, but uh, first, uh, Mia, are you still with us? I am. You are. Did you have any other questions for Carmen?
8: Well, I wanted to bring your attention to the fact that I see that there has been another set of um, charges filed by Health Freedom USA. I think I just sent you the, um, the self-shielding proposal. I sent you the link. It's healthfreedomusa.org. And, Did you send um, it to
3: Chris or to Namia?
8: I sent it to Chris, but I will also send it to that, you. That would be good. So this was there, filed on Friday, October 9th. Stop the shot complaint for injunction filed in U- D.C. Dr- District Court. This is uh, Dr. Rima Labo, who's behind this one, with uh, attorney Ralph Fusitola. Are you aware of their work?
3: There's there's two federal cases right now. That was a uh, 93-page request for injunction based on they are challenging the validity of the actual licensing of the swine flu itself. The the second suit uh, was filed. Uh, this past week also with uh, naturopath and well-known uh, uh, natural, uh, naturalist Gary Null, N-U-L-L, and uh, some of the New York health care workers. Um, and that is a, uh, uh, I think that was based on uh, a, a, a privacy, uh, a right to privacy case, but that, that's a federal case as well, and I thank you for bringing that up, those up.
8: Yeah, just people are doing things. Uh, I mean, there's, there's people trying. Uh, I don't know how much success we'll have. If we can postpone it enough to get the word out, to let the... Your initial people that get vaccinated develop their diseases and start to like show the rest of the world what is really well, going th- this,
3: on here. Well, yeah, this is the problem. It's not gonna. It's not necessarily going to be immediate. There is a a, a, st- a study from some of the universities out there, and what they found is that uh, not only are these immediate things happening uh, with color blindness, uh, learning uh, problems, speech delays. Uh, Encephalitis of the brain, uh, inflammation of the gastrointestinal system, but uh, its genetic mutation is going on, and this, this is, this is, that's the problem. You don't see that initially, but what does it do inside the human body, Mm -hmm. genetically, with the DNA and the RNA?
2: Yeah, they yeah, are th- definitely these are...
8: trying to destroy the human genome, so exactly. that uh, this whole generation is no longer viable. The so transmutation boom—they can destroy an entire generation. Hate to say mm-hmm. it, but that's what's happening.
0: It is the transmutation of all life, and uh, starting uh, uh, largely with humans who allow themselves to be injected with these these toxic poisons, mutagens, carcinogens, and such. Well, I appreciate you joining us, uh, retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Carmen Reynolds. And uh, and again, your website is Florida Swine Flu Vaccine Lawsuit dot com. Part- if there's
3: enough interest out there, Chris, you know, if there's enough interest in people behind this and and willing to, you know, to to commit some funds and interest and time to this, we could actually take this all the way to the top and and make these and and have them. Be on the carpet for what they're actually trying to do to mankind i mean it's time to expose this we we've got documents that there's been a government cover-up and uh... you know it's just a matter of whether enough people out there have have the cojones and and the commitment to do what's right. I I, I certainly do, but, you know, I'm just one person, and it takes a lot more than just one person.
0: Well, your one person we'll have on the air once again, I'm sure, I hope, and uh, hopefully as often as possible to explain all these issues that are critical to us all. Thank you for looking out for us all so much, and I hope you have a good night.
3: Appreciate the opportunity, and thanks to all your listeners out there.
0: Thanks, Carmen. And, uh, and with that, we'll just, uh, in the last waning moments of the show, we'll go into the county commission meeting from this past September 29th. Uh, Pinellas County Commission was addressed by first Frank Hobson of Largo and myself regarding the uh, rate increase. Uh, is that clip ready to go? Okay, roll it, please. Thank you.
9: Good morning, Board, and thank you for your kind words, Chairman Harris. Good morning. The water for Pinellas County has been centralized and monopolized by the Board of Commissioners and Tampa Bay Water. Before 1998, all our water came from the Florida Aquifer, the safest and highest quality water available, according to the U.S. Geological Survey and Pinellas County officials. With an estimated 2.2 quadrillion gallons of water, more than the five Great Lakes combined, the Florida Aquifer covers 100,000 square miles and covers all of Florida and parts of three other states. But, in 1998, our water started to be supplied by Tampa Bay Water. In 2002, according to the Pinellas County Comprehensive Annual Financial Report, or CAFR, page 43, under an interlocal agreement, member governments, except the city of Tampa, transferred ownership of their rights to the water supply resources to Tampa Bay Water for an undisclosed sum. Pinellas County transferred its interest for cash upon closing, and the remainder is to be received as credits toward annual water purchases over the next 29 years. The value of the credits, totaling more than $63 million, is recorded in long-term notes receivable. The interest on this note comes to more than $1.2 million per year. The county receives free water from Tampa Bay Water, and it sells it to us at an ever-increasing rate to support this financial agreement. We are paying more for our water so the county and 29 municipalities can add more revenue to its CAFR and pension funds. The larger issue is that the same report from 2002, page 42, states that all cash, cash equivalents, and investments which come from surplus taxes surplus taxes totaled more than $1 billion. You will not find these accounts in any new CAFRs because they are now removed by Federal Accounting Procedure Number 32. This is in direct violation of the Florida Constitution, Article 2, Section 8, Paragraph C. We have all the water we need right under our feet, the safest and highest quality Quality water available. This water should not be centralized or monopolized. We know about the deal that was made with Tampa Bay Water. We know about the other set of books, and uh, we are able to find those accounts that were removed because we have the last complete report from 2002 to compare them with, and uh, our CPA is doing a report on this uh, CAFR report. Thank you very much.
10: Thank you. Thank you. Um, are we going we, we to correct some of those inaccuracies?
6: If, if you'd like to say something, Commissioner, go right ahead.
10: Well, it's about an hour-long dissertation. Do I
6: know you don't want to say it? But
10: <laughs> I would, I would be happy to meet with you. First of all, we pay Tampa Bay Water for our water. Um, there was no secret deal. Tampa Bay Water was formed by the legislature. We're not allowed to draw from the Florida aquifer any longer at the rates that we were drawing. I
9: don't know why because
10: Swift Mud because Swift Mud said so and they have to issue permits and uh, and they tell us how much water we can withdraw each year. And we that's, I well I Well, this, this is a yeah. long answer yeah. and I would be happy to be with you <coughs> sure. and with somebody from Tampa Bay Water and our water department, our utility department. There's a whole lot of misinformation, and it and it needs to be. This collected. is from
9: the uh, Pinellas County comprehensive comprehensive annual financial report. This is all information that's provided by the county. This is exactly. Uh, it
10: says in there on. that we don't pay it's Tampa $2. Bay Water for our water.
9: From from two thousand and two, and I have the two thousand and eight CAFR report, and it does not show some of these accounts. Some of the accounts are missing because of federal accounting procedure number thirty two. This. I don't. I don't okay. know what
10: that is, but we'll I we'll get this for you.
9: I, I know okay. most I have of do you your... done. I think some of you might, although I don't know. But um, this is uh, attached to a much larger issue, uh, and um, and quite frankly, uh, we we have a lot of water, and I think we're being lied to. The amount of sinkholes that exist in Pinellas County in '95 were much less than in '1926. Uh, I think we're
0: being lied to about the water, and uh, that's my issue here today. Thank you for letting
9: us do. Thank you, uh, Christine Bray. Is Christine mm-hmm.
0: Bray here? No, we're waiting for the next uh, okay, person we'll to address the, the council. She
9: might have stepped out. Chris Steiner.
0: I'm a local radio talk show host who has been and will continue to report on this critical issue. The website for more information on the show is theliberationstation.com. It can be heard locally on 1340 a.m. in Clearwater and as well as two other radio stations outside the area. Uh, 9 to 11 p.m. this Thursday and uh, next week beginning two hours earlier, Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. I also stand with a statement made by Frank Hobson of Largo and uh, Pinellas County is again crying poor as a lame excuse to raise taxes, fines, fees, etc. While liquid assets are readily available in the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report slush funds, this constitutes racketeering. Before I learned of the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report slush funds uh, that most municipalities nationwide have, have, uh, have Maintained, I-, I thought that it was only shady organizations who kept a second set of books. Anything but a dramatic water rate decrease would mean citizens of Pinellas will continue to be gouged under a centralized, monopolized, and adulterated water supply. Freely available online for viewing are documentaries such as The Biggest Game in Town by Walter Burian and Alex Jones produced. Comprehensive Annual Financial Report exposed, or CAFR exposed, again, which can be viewed freely online on websites that host videos, such as YouTube, FluorideAlert.org. Website called FluorideAlert.org is uh, covers the uh, a great number of credentialed and accredited authorities who have reached these conclusions regarding fluoride being a mutagenic. It is a uh, causing the transmutation of human genetics with halogens such as fluoride, chlorine, chloramine, bromine being added to the water supply which causes thyroid dysfunction and metabolic disorders. This is an industrial slag and uh, you can call up just a simple phone call to to Public Water Works can validate this. These are uh, sodium and stannous fluoride being added and many other deadly compounds, including heavy metals, administered under the pretext of free medication for the sake of the public's dental benefit, despite having been documented as poisons, which cause brittle bones, known as fluoridosis or fluorosis our sedatives. Tune in again for The Liberation Station at theliberationstation.com and we'll continue these last moments of our committee hearing on the next show. I've been your host, Chris Steiner. Thanks and take great care.